Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is the Anfield Wrap in association with Reds Bet, partnering with the Anfield Wrap in 2019. We're very pleased to have them indeed. Uh, they give their 50% of their profits to fan-related causes and media, uh, and they are looking to support the f- fundraising community around supporters in this country. Uh, so thank you very much to them. Uh, obviously, be responsible in any of your interactions. Uh, I have in front of me Ben Johnson, Paul Cope, Mel Reddy, and Rob Gutman, uh, superstar DJs, ready to go. Uh, the enormity of it, then, is the thing that I can't get away from. Mel Reddy, every final, in a sense, feels like it's must-win, but it can't be in that every final has to have someone who loses. It literally cannot be. They cannot all be must-win by definition. But I think this one is as close to a must-win final for this group of Liverpool players as could be imagined. This is the one they need, need, need to feel as though they've, they've, they've lifted up the shiny thing they deserve to lift up together. They will definitely feel that way, not just because of Kiev last season where you know they would have felt unfortunate given the injury to Mohamed Salah, Loris Karius and the whole talk about concussion and, and obviously his blunders in the final and and the way the game changes after Salah goes off just in terms of you know not being able to stretch Madrid anymore and how it felt and there was this <gasps> in the ground and and that's just how the game felt after that um yeah. So, you ever watched part- it back? No. You've never watched it back? Who watched it back? Then watched it back? No. I've, I've no. think I've watched not, not the entirety of most it. Most of it. You watch most of it? You watch it back? No. You watch it back? No, 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 no. Not doing that. The mad thing about it, when you watch it back, because I watched it back, is they are defending in the red Madrid up mm. to the point at which the injury happens. They mm. are they are on the rack. Yeah. And it was only really watching it back, I fully got onto that in the ground. You, you, when a ball doesn't get through, Ben, it gets intercepted. You're a bit like, oh, well. It's, but when you're actually going, oh, my God, he's lunging to get near it, if not Liverpool are in. That was what was happening, wasn't it? I remember I remember being in the grounds. We, we, we were all stood together, and I remember saying, we're... we're we're stretching, we're stretching, we're stretching, we're pushing, we're pushing, we're pushing. When you watch that back, you can see like the way Liverpool set up in the Champions League was to just keep asking questions and, and you could see the tempo building, you could see them sort of getting a bit more out of breath, they're getting a bit deeper, getting a bit more ragged and it felt like it was coming and then Ramos just boxes his side off, completely boxes his team. What, we under the cosh here? Yeah, watch this then. Even if he doesn't go off India, he buys them five minutes mm-hmm. to, to regroup and recover and it did feel, once he went off, we just sort of it felt like we just tried to see the game. Yep. Just let's just see what happens then, and then I, you know, you mentioned Carrius. Like every, like you forget about him, don't you? Like I forgot about him until you said. I was like, fucking hell, yeah, remember him? Like an inverse ringer. You know what I mean? <laughs> we had to. We had to. We had to I'm have. the lads out. He's a keeper. He's sad. You know, was he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's great. Was it? Was it us having the conversation the other week? I couldn't remember who played in goal. I, my brain had Minulay in goal in that final. Because it's just blanked it out. It refuses to let me think about it. Okay, back but, to Mel. Yeah, but even, <laughs> even otherwise, the show will become entirely on on the goalkeepers. But just parking what happened last season and then preceding that with the League Cup final and the Europa League final, how Liverpool have recovered from all those near misses to then go and get 97 points and put themselves back in the Champions League final. There will be this 
overwhelming sense of we have done so so well and us as a team and the fan base and the coaching staff deserve everything that we've done so far to be underscored by silverware the biggest piece of silverware you can win in club football so in that sense absolutely they'll all be thinking we cannot not 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 see this opportunity yeah this is this this is right it's this is the weird thing things making me more anxious by the minute the closer we get to this final is it's not like it's just the Liverpool in the European Cup final. Wouldn't it be a thing to win the European Cup? It was like that pre-Istanbul. Not just because we're strong favourites for the first time. Because I felt we were, I don't know if we were, but I felt we were favourites in 207. I saw it was 50-50 Madrid. Even Istanbul going into it, I was fairly bullish about it. But there wasn't these subplots around it like, and if we win it, we're... It, it, do you know because the trick because there's a lot of subplots if we win it we're better than Man City and they can fuck off right that's, that's <laughs> it if, if we win it even if, if we win it we've, we've, if we win it we've got a monkey off our back of, of so uh, that's what you really think of. yeah if we win it we've got a monkey off our back in that we've um, we've got that trophy this team deserves to have we've we've beaten the the Klopp not winning in finals hoodoo there's, there's a series of subplots aside from hey we've won the European Cup there's all these defiant pride signifier marks things which I don't think are normally present in, in these situations not quite as much anyway and that's ratcheting up the tension certainly for me in my little universe but I think probably across the board across the board am I wrong no I think I, I at the point out 10 seconds before Tottenham scored against Ajax I was watching that game thinking Liverpool are going to annihilate Ajax I and was this is going to be this is going to be one of them cup finals where you get to go, enjoy the whole thing, mm. and then watch Liverpool win 4 0 mm-hmm. quite easily. I thought, because I actually, what, these are unbelievably to get to that I point. I had 4 1, they go 1 0 up. We, and then they've got no legs from 20 in each other. I mean, yeah. and, 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 you know, we're going to come on to that, but the, this gap at the end of the season is going to do. It's going to have a big impact, I think, on the game because it's. Yes. It's, it's, it's given people the ability to recover and stuff, but I just thought we would have. Far too much for Ajax, and yep. for me looking at it, you've got this subplot. You know all the, all the stuff. Oh, Liverpool have got now got another opportunity, and it does feel to me like if we don't win this this time, like wh- when are we going to win anything? Do you know what I mean? Like it it does feel a bit like we need to win. We need to find a way, whatever that way is, to win this game because if we don't, you know, we've beat. You know, we've gone last year. Okay, we 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 had the season we had in Europe. And then we had all that tough luck in the final tide lines, whatever. Fine, okay. You can pick yourself up. You're just weighing favourites anyway. Mad thing can happen in a final. Okay, well, let's go into this final then. We are favourites. And let's hope no mad things happen. And we, it plays out as the final should that we win because we're the favourites. And you just think, if there's, a, if there's a diddle now, what does it take for us to... Fuck, I'll just peel them players off the floor to get them back ready six weeks later to go and try and be unbeaten and get... 95 points plus to have a, even a, a glimmer of winning the league and then do all this mad shit to get to a European Cup I, I just yeah, I you just can't think, use it as a magic you could use Kiev if they fuck if they don't win in in, uh, in Madrid it's like harness this feeling boys <laughs> <laughs> what really again there, there's, there's too many it'll be too many hard luck stories it's just yeah. a, a, you know League Cup and um Europa League final, you can say it's just, you know, the early months of 
Klopp's tenure, at least they've, you know, showing that they're putting themselves in the position to compete for trophies, which Liverpool weren't for a long time. And then, okay, you get, you qualify for the Champions League and you think, okay, back-to-back Champions League qualifications, that's where we need to be. You get to the final unexpectedly because you have to go through Hoffenheim in the qualifiers. So no one was actually predicting Liverpool can actually get to the final of the Champions League last season. And then you get there and that happens. To have just one more of those after the near miss in the league, losing the league by one point, it's it's just like, it's too many. It's a tough ask. I, I, yeah, it's funny listening to all this. I'm I'm trying desperately not to have my whole existence linked to the outcome of this football game. Oh, so am I. Because how are you getting on with that? Yeah, I, I'm str- I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'm struggling because one of my things <laughs> last season as well. Imagine being Jordan Henderson. Oh, I, I, honestly, there's a there's a whole load of us here, and I'm including me in this. Just need to pack it all in. If we lose this game, just just leave. Just done. Like there's because I've been doing one of my things has become writing these articles about like philosophically thinking about these things and yeah life's all about getting back up after you've been forced to your knees and blah 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 bullshit and I'm, <laughs> don't pull the house of cards down and out it again coke I, 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 I started writing a piece the other day and I thought I can't write that it's basically like you've got to win this one you've got to win you've got to because I don't know what we do and there is a, there's a world somewhere FSG must be a bit like this I'm getting, maybe getting to the point where if we lose FSG you have to sell up and I think I think they're great in the realm of owners of football clubs and I don't want to start a big debate about this but what have you done? for what they've done <laughs> but there's a, there's a world somewhere where they're the greatest owners of all time they've, since they've come in they've won absolutely everything they've won two leagues they've won two European Cups they've won the UEFA Cup and everyone's like god these are good owners aren't they if they lose this one I can imagine them having a meeting with Henderson and Klopp and going I think we all just need to go, don't we? Like, I think we just have a clear out. Change the name. Let's just, let's, yeah. let's, let's, <laughs> the name. let's move them from Liverpool. Let's get a franchise in like Milton Keynes yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Let's change the name. Off. I like that. Um, Clan Gotham Reds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, the only move I think we'd have is changing the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other part of this is the flip side in that, and this is why it does feel the, the enormity of it's my thing, Paul. In that, I just think if they win this, then they're going to be. I think they're going to be an unstoppable force. Yeah. To be quite honest with you, like I think that will be a which, relief. But this is, I think, <laughs> this is my thing, mate. Like there's so, it's like we're on this massive knife know, edge where yeah. we go one way and everyone's just sitting there the, the next week going. I don't know what to do next. I feel I like chucking things around the room just listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> but you go the other way and it's like the greatest period in football history. And I've heard Mel talk about this and I can I can see that in, in the other clubs, even without going behind the scenes and speaking to them stuff, like how petrified everybody is. We were talking about this before and I keep winding up my mate who's a Man City fan saying, no one's asked about you, mate. No one cares. That fella who got into the press box is absolutely right. No, you've just won the treble for the first time in English football history and no one is that bothered if we're all honest about it as soon as that the papers will do their papers thing and then it'll all be about Spurs and um, Liverpool in the Champions League final and if we win it it'll be wow Liverpool are back and so all this. what's that interesting just briefly because I'm not talking about this beyond this point uh, no. because I can't be bothered no. but it's dead interesting that the MEN today has done an eight page pull out celebrating the career of Vincent Company, not the domestic treble, <laughs> which to me tells you the massive story. And Vincent Company is worthy of celebration, yeah. don't get me wrong, but they've done an eight-page pull-out, not celebrating the achievements of this team that no one ever else has ever done in English football, but celebrating Vincent Company because that feels like an easier story to tell. Um, Paul, Liverpool played 2-1-2 versus Spurs this season. Um, better side in both games, when we go to their gaff especially, but both end up tight. This is my fear with this game, is I think we're better than them. 
but we always have tight games with Tottenham. Yeah, and seeing this stuff doesn't help me. For, I don't know why my my brain. I mean, play two one two this season shouldn't be new news. You should be on top of this. Yeah, I I am on top of, it, but it's that thing of just like, and uh, do you know what? Right, I'll I'll click into game my my logical positive side. Whenever Joe in the in the running with the whole Man City thing. And it was like, yeah, but no one, people like, no, very few people ever win 14 games on the bounce. And it's like, yeah, but we've won 13 of them and the next one is Brighton. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't have to win the 13 again. We just need to beat Brighton and we've had a week to prepare. So I think we'll be all right. And it's a bit like this with this, like you can go into the oh, law of averages. I mean, you can't just keep beating them. But you're like, yeah, but we are well better than them. We yeah, are. We are a better football team than them. And we should, all things being equal, we should beat them. And I, I, that's what I... I just hope that's the attitude we go into this game with. The Klopp, it's a bit like the old Ferguson stuff. And, and it's funny that Ferguson think was Spurs, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just, I, I it's think just Spurs today. Just go and beat them. I think if, if the final had happened the Wednesday after the Wolves game, after the end of the season, we'd all rolled straight into that. I would, I would have been totally right. Not just because the, yeah, yeah. the, 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 the time gap between being nothing. Just because we'd have, the, Liverpool, the, the Liverpool in this form would have played the Tottenham in that form. And we're better anyway. And the relative forms, we'd have crushed them. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, lads I went to school with in London who are Tottenham fans are going to Madrid and they're, they're all going, they're laughing their heads off that they're in this final. Going, How the fuck did that happen? We're shit. Mm. I mean, they, they were, when they were three points off, off us at the top of the league, near the top of the league at the end of February, they're going, how's this happened? We're fucking shit. And so it proved. The key is winning. We've referenced this already. Who wins the break? Who wins the break? Because yeah. it can't help us because we can only be knocked out of rhythm. They want to be knocked out of rhythm. Their rhythm's shit. And that's the anxiety. I'm just countering your positivity. <laughs> and I'm doing uh, so well. I did. I had the benefit of doing the inside story of Spurs running the Champions League this far and um, how they got to the semifinals and then obviously watched their games against Ajax and have spoken to many people behind the scenes at, at Tottenham. And the thing for them is, you know, I see Neil made a point here about the 20-odd points separating the sides in the league. And when they were talking about the run and, you know, facing Borussia Dortmund, they were saying, in the league, your weaknesses will get shown up over the course of the season. You can mask it through during good runs or you know you can have a um a fine month or two or a fortunate month or two and that can cover up what you're lacking but essentially at the end of the season the league table won't lie it will tell you your shortcomings cup competitions are completely different especially the the champions league it's the nature of the moment and when they were talking about that Borussia Dortmund game Dortmund are an exceptional team in terms of speed, in terms of their counter-attacking ability, and uh, you know how they can force pressure situations, their transitions. But the time Tottenham faced them, they were too expansive, and they were conceding silly goals. They had a period where they were, you know, three 0 up, two 0 up, and just having to draw games and and claw on at the end of games. And that's the moment Spurs were going to face that Dortmund side. Mm. So they speak about the context of that game. It wasn't just, oh, this youthful Borussia Dortmund against, you know, a Tottenham that haven't invested this summer or whatever. At, at the point that they played each other, Spurs were, were better because they were not as open as Dortmund. Mm. They had more balance. 
And so the game played out as the coaching staff, the, the tie played out as the coaching staff envisioned it to. Um, Dortmund had an incredibly strong first half, as they all expected, because that's how they are. And then second half, they just evaporate. And mm. that's where Spurs come into life. Now, for me, what happened in the league is completely inconsequential now. The break is too long. Yeah. One. And it's all about the moment. And the moment of the league season is completely different to the moment the Champions League final happens. Mm -hmm. Because of the rest, because of the uh, time to prepare. And Rob's right, if the final was played directly after the season ended, in that week after the season ended, Liverpool swagger into that final and they go with anger into that final, having lost the league by a point. All that sort of... Of course, they're still frustrated that they didn't win the league and stuff but that subsides over time all the you know whatever your body's going through and your, and your mental state it changes it's it will be a one-off game against two very resilient teams and that you know you mentioned the point about tightness neil and i think it will come down to that because there's way too much time for for two excellent managers to think about one negating the other and two maximizing their own strengths. So I, I just thought I was going back no to that piece. Really again. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm still, and I think Liverpool in general will be confident because they do have more than than Tottenham do. But Pochettino is an excellent manager at you know maximizing his resources. I was just thinking back to talking about this game and that piece when they spoke about a moment versus a the marathon and how the break actually helps that whole theory off the moment rather than the marathon uh spoke to jamie carragher about this well i didn't john did uh, and he's also of the view that the gap benefits spurs uh, here's john talking to jamie and then we'll have a chat about that and we will start to think about things from a tottenham perspective we've got this funny gap now between the sort of league campaign in the finals, I mean, we were talking a little bit before, saying it's you know never known it's so so long, but you did you, you always had that kind of gap really. So I'm just interested in terms of you know that idea of how you keep yourself going, what training's like, you know, in terms of you know you had maybe a couple of league campaigns that to, to fizzle out a little bit because you had the Champions League. So so how do you keep focus as a football player, and, and what's the kind of atmosphere like? Because I suppose as well, there's there's a bit of a competition for places there as well. It's it's a weird one, really. Uh, you normally go away, and that's what Liverpool are doing. They're going to Marbella. This, I mean, I, no one's been able to give me a reason why the Champions League three weeks after the league campaign. It's normally two weeks, so you have the FA Cup, and then the week after is the Champions League. So that's not too bad. So I, I do feel for the players a little bit that extra week, and I can only think it's the FA thinking, "Oh, we'll do this to help Liverpool and uh, England in the Nations League." But it's actually backfired if that is the reason. And that two English teams are there. So if two English teams weren't there, there's obviously a longer break mm. leading up to the, the Nations League. So that's that's pissed me off a little bit, that to be honest. But I think it I think it probably helps Spurs more than us, I would say. I think they've got bigger injury problems than us, certainly with Harry Kane, Harry Wing, so the little knocks they had towards the end of the season, so it gives you an extra week to be fit. I think we're in much better form than them in 2019, much better than Tottenham. And I think a longer break will not help that, really, in some ways. You, you, you do worry, could you lose a bit of 
that rhythm that Liverpool have had the way they've been playing and who knows maybe I, I, I might be wrong but I don't think Tottenham are in a great form I know they got through and they've, it's an unbelievable what they've done I love Pochettino but they're not in great form so maybe a longer break may help them sort of in some ways forget the bad form and, and get themselves ready for just this one one game it's our second final in a row. It's Tottenham's first first one under the, under this manager and, and this kind of squad together. Do you think that's a factor at all? Do you think? I mean, it's a there's good and bad ways of looking at it. Really, is is Liverpool thinking, oh, we can't lose another one again, or are they thinking? I mean, I suppose different players will think different things, but are they more likely thinking, well, we've, we've we know what that feels like. We know what it's like. Maybe we know mistakes we made in the, in the build up, and we know how to put that right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. We're probably in the same boat. Liverpool fans watching the Ajax Tottenham game when I when Tottenham got through, they're probably disappointed, and there's a few reasons for that. I think normally in a, in a European final, the whole thing about Europe is, is playing European teams, hmm. really. And when you play an English team, we only done it in semi-finals with Chelsea. They were great, and we remember them because we won. But we played Chelsea too much. I'd love to have played a, a Juventus or a Bayern Munich in a semi-final. You know, just something a little bit different. And I think there's that bit. I think it's the Something I saw on social media and I thought it perfectly summed it up how everyone was feeling was Liverpool don't fear Tottenham they fear losing to Tottenham Yeah, that's what it is it's more you think oh my god if we got beat English team in your own country the media everyone Spurs fan you know whatever it may be uh, but I've, I've watched Tottenham in the two semi-finals a lot obviously in the role that I have at Sky and if Liverpool play well they win I'm convinced of that uh, really, so I'm not going into it massively nervous about the opposition. I actually, think Ajax were much better than Tottenham over the two legs, and, and we're unfortunate not to get through. My only worry is a Tottenham going to do a, a Liverpool 2005, a, a Chelsea, whatever year that was, when they won it in Bayern Munich, where not a great team or in great form, but they're just finding a way in the Champions League and things that things are happening. And you know, it could be that that special year for them. It could be, but. You could argue, obviously, what happened with us with Barcelona we're in the same uh, sort of boat. Yeah, it's a story you tell yourselves, <clears throat> I suppose, isn't it? Because there'll be Tottenham fans will be going, oh, our name's on the trophy, you know, it's got to be after that, isn't it? But but we kind of feel the same, and it does feel in Liverpool that this team is ready to win a big trophy, doesn't it? It feels like that to me anyway, and, and, and a lot of people I speak to is that, you know, we couldn't get over the line on the on the Premier League, you know, it, was, it, it, it hurts that that happened, but this team just feels like it's been building towards something, and, and hopefully that someone's going to be in Madrid. Yeah, listen, I can't believe that Jurgen Klopp and this team won't win something big. I, I just can't see that over the next few years. It, it, when I say it deserves to win something big, we, you know, people outside will say, well, it doesn't, you know, you either do or you don't. But for me, I think what they've done, the job he's done as a manager, I think what the, the performances the players have done, to lose one league game is just, it's just unbelievable, really, and not win something for it. And I think if you can get a European Cup, I mean, it's, it's something that squad and players will always be brought back together for. I said that at the start with Jürgen Klopp whenever he goes to, to be able to bring something big back. As you, what you mentioned before about us being there before and Tottenham, I think it's a slight advantage for us that you've been there before, you were there last season, you think it's got a much better goalkeeper now. Hopefully Salah won't go off in the first few minutes, I think we'll have a better midfield going into that game as well. And I think you should never ever underestimate the the power of the the, the, the history going into the final, even though both sets of clubs or players they never played in those games. I just think, 
I think Liverpool will feel like they belong there. Whereas yeah. in some ways Tottenham just wow, we're in the Champions League final. Probably a lot of the fans probably never expected to not just this season, I'm talking in terms of we we don't normally do things like this yeah. or get to Champions League finals or win a, a European Cup. I think for Liverpool, I wouldn't say it feels normal, but it's like this is what we're supposed to do. This is this is what our club's about. And even though <clears throat> this season has been a big gap between the clubs in the last say four or five years, there hasn't been very tight, really. I think that's a big thing, taking a big history into a into a final that belief that yeah we should we're here we should be here thank you very much to Jamie there and John uh, it occurs to me that better podcast hosts than me uh, might have actually mentioned that we had Jamie Carragher on the show up the front uh, instead <laughs> I just thought it'd be a lovely surprise for you to come that might be why we didn't win the British Podcast Listener's Choice Awards uh, we came second behind the Brexit cast which is not in favour of Brexit I've been informed instead it's a general chat about the ongoing thing so let's just put that mythology to bed uh, we didn't get beat by Brexit uh, we got beat <laughs> by a Brexit cast um, but thank you very much if you voted for us um, if you didn't vote for us well, I mean, you know, you can just have a good long look in the mirror uh, and go from there. But if you did vote for us, then uh, you can uh, you can you, you, you can take your fill in our third consecutive second place in this. Which, by the way, for the general tenor of this show, isn't marvellous either. <laughs> <laughs> um, our full chat with Jamie will be out tomorrow. That is Tuesday. John speaking to Jamie. Five pounds a month if you want to subscribe and listen to it. Also, you can download the app uh, or all the places that you download apps from. If you type the Anfield app into search bars, you will get the app, and then you can download it, and then you can listen to that and other things. Whether you subscribe or don't and you can solve those sorts of problems as you go uh, alright then um, back to talking about this from a Spurs perspective while I completely take Mel's point before the break firstly this is a moment it's a different moment and Ben the other aspect of this as well it's unmoored from the season, but you've still got to take your data from somewhere. You, you, you know, it's not like Liverpool are going to turn up with eleven new lads. It's going to be the same. It's going to be eleven lads. Uh, I think you can probably say if you were Tottenham, you can pick nine or ten of them already. What games? If you're Pochettino, what games are you looking at? What are you trying to say? Right, we can learn something from from this, this, and this. Whether the Liverpool victories, Liverpool defeats. Uh, I think. Well, you think if you if you if you listen to all the top managers, Klopp, Klopp when he's when he's viewing upcoming teams will watch how they set up against Man City and other sides who are similar to what we do to see what the likelihood of how they set up so he'll, he'll, he'll be scouting obviously the games they played against us I think that we had that chat before my concern about about Liverpool playing Tottenham is the changes he makes at half time in that second game at Anfield um, Pochettino Pochettino yeah, and then so they'd, run us for, they'd run us for half an hour and then we sort of come back into it Um and I, I think he's got the ability to to impact a game from the bench. And I also think he's got he's got a squad there that can't believe they're in the European Cup final for a kickoff. A because they were all knackered come November. B because of the mad shit that's gone on for them to get there. Um, the way they've managed to get there. And I think they've got an ability to win games out of nowhere Tottenham uh, so I think it's I think it's a very I think it's a I was wondering to myself if this was an FA Cup final how would you feel and I and I, I wouldn't feel great about playing Tottenham in an FA Cup final I'm not sure why I probably feel a bit better about playing them in the European Cup final just because it's so big and you've got all their media commitments we've been through that last season they haven't I think that might have an impact and I also think what doesn't help them is Harry Kane I'm not, I mean, this might come back and bite me on the ass if he just turns up and he's like fucking Superman. But I think he's such an influential player and he's such a big player that if there's a chance he can get him on the pitch 
I think I think they're better. I think it's a better situation if he's completely ruled out, because I think it's easier for them to deal with. And and and, and as I say, it might come back and bite me. But I but I think him being coming back, no legs in him, haven't hasn't played. Probably kidding everyone that he's all right to play, because you would if you're him. You're, you're saying, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. It's no longer me. My ankle's fine. It's fucking like like that. <laughs> I don't know whatever he's done. I don't know what he's hurt. I think I think that's a big unknown. I think there's a lot. There's a few unknowns in this. They're gonna know what we're about. When we're gonna be, ex- we're gonna probably be thinking he's probably gonna start mm. on the bench, and they're gonna be, they're gonna have loads of jiggery. Jiggery, um, Paul to use the technical coaching term. It is a coaching term. Um, yes. Jiggery in the context of this, I think I think Liverpool can't actually do much jiggery. I think that's almost part of the being favourites thing. A little bit like you, you can't decide you've got problems to solve. You've got to say if you want to back them and say you're the best, you're the better side, you're the better side, you're the better side. You've got to have them play your way. I don't see Klopp said Liverpool will play Liverpool's football. Now Liverpool have been clever this season. Liverpool's football has involved cleverness and cuteness in a way that maybe it didn't have that the season before, or certainly the season before that. But I think you can take that at relative face value. I don't see if you're if you're again imagine you're Tottenham. You're, you're, I think what the one thing you can probably say to Pochettino is he's not likely to spring a surprise. There's not like to be a surprise in this. There's not going to be something you didn't see coming. No, absolutely. I, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect anything different. That it goes back to the. What worries me is is Pochettino so good, and he's got three weeks to prepare for this, and he's got three weeks to get his lads rested and and in peak condition. But they'll be saying the same about Klopp. They'll be saying the same about our lads who just got 98 points. And yeah, it, I I agree with the whole thing. Lads. Yeah, my day would have been handy. Know, <laughs> it would have been sound no, on a few goals. No, we're still <laughs> <a lot. laughs> Let's not get into that. Um, yeah, ninety-seven points. But it, but they'll be doing the same with us. We're incredible. We're an incredible football team. The number of times we've been here this season, and we've ju- we've sorry, all said ninety-eight. The only way for us to have got ninety-eight really is to draw the one against City with a wonderful fucking thing. Sure. All right, shut yeah. up, Ben. Go on, <laughs> throw him out. <laughs> um, yeah, like I've thought about it. I know. Much. I could tell. <laughs> Taunting your dreams. Um, yeah, we're like we're brilliant. We've we've done this all season. We are an, an incredible football team in one-off games. Like this is the thing about football season, isn't it? A football season is just a series of one-off games, and in loads of those games, way more than they've been, we've been an incredible football team. And the big thing for me going into this is, and it, it, this is a bit of the Ferguson Spurs thing. Going back, it was funny. I as part of the Anfield up being everywhere after that mad week. And I, I did five live. And as I'm waiting to go on, Harry Redknapp's live on the show and he's talking about how you just think Spurs' names on the cup. It's just one of them seasons. And I'm, I felt like going to patch me in now. I want to speak to Harry. It doesn't work like that, mate. <laughs> Sorry. We've, we've, we've done all this. Yeah, we've, we could do it now as a role play. Like, this is the thing. We've been there. We went to Kiev and we were the underdog and we were like, what a romantic story and blah, 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 blah. And Sergio Ramos and Ramos just went, no, lads. Yeah. We're well yeah. better than you. We've done this loads. With this, these same lads, I remember us saying last, last year, these same lads have literally been here before. That's massive. It's massive that you're in a game under that pressure in that environment where their lads have just done it. And I remember I used to say to her, I don't want to start that debate again about Ramos and cheating and all that. But there's a picture of him after the game holding the European Cup just with his with with his five, just with his hand out, as if to say, just what we do, mate. And the big thing for me going into this is even the way you're talking before about the way Spurs fans are about this and God, we can't believe we're here. That's what we need to make the narrative. 
yeah, you're the plucky underdogs and you think your name's on the trophy and all of that, but ultimately you've come here for a nice day out and we haven't this time. We've come here to win and we're Real Madrid and we've we've got enough lads in our team. Now, this is the big thing for me. When you talk about the 11 and who they are, I think we've got enough now just go, no, we win this game. It's as simple as that. We win this game. This this is it. From their point of view, it, it, they are just delighted to be here. And if they're, having the, they're doing their version of this, they're saying... <laughs> And if we're to win, it's because we're free in the mind and they're not. That's how they win. That's how they, they, they will be visualising yeah. them winning. But I agree with what you're saying. We now have, this will be our third European final in four years, won't it? Is that yep. right? Yeah, in four mm-hmm. years. Not everyone's played in all of them by any stretch. But that's experience. We were saying going into Madrid, we were going, we're probably, we probably actually are better than them. You watched how we blew Roma away and blew City away and how they'd, been, how they'd stumbled past Bayern. He goes, but they had that experience. We were all, I think, going in towards the final, go, fuck that experience, right? We, we, we'll just do the Liverpool thing on them and blow them away. But then they did the experience thing on us, actually. Plus, plus also, we had a fucking doping goal. We yeah, ball they did a Jedi mind trick. We were moving on the end and pretended to be moving beyond that bench. Beyond it. So it's brain melts. You didn't me before. <laughs> well, what we didn't have, what we didn't have was a dog to clear the ball off the line. Did you guys see there was. There was a clip going around of, yeah, of some it. obscure league where the, it was exactly the same kind of goal. Goalie rolls it out, um, goes in off the strike, uh, but a dog's a running dog and clears it off the line. Wow, Fox, the Fox got a dog. This might be what the whole three weeks is about. <laughs> Release the dog. He's only the dog. <laughs> he's he's clean through. Let him go. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the thing about um, the experience is Sid Lowe it mentioned it last season ahead of that final hmm. said Real Madrid don't actually have to be at their very best they just have to be Real Madrid in the moments of the game that matter the moments. and and you know they will it's what they do and it's what they're conditioned to do it's it's like muscle memory do you think and do you think we'd, we'd be I, I'm beginning to think we'd be better off with a tight game we don't want it mad I, I think Klopp might approach it conservative conservative would be, be the wrong way I don't think he goes, we're just going to go and blow them away, treat them like they're Roma. I think he's going to want a tight... I think he's going to want control and, and bide our time. I don't think he wants it open because I think Spurs do. I think they want mad. I think they want to win. I think Spurs will see themselves winning 3-2. I don't think we, we, I don't think we want that kind of game, obviously. No. Liverpool have been measured all season, but measured with the intention still to, to maim yeah. um, in an attacking sense. I think actually, you know, we, we're speaking about the break and it being beneficial or not beneficial rhythm versus, uh, you know, the reset. The lads, the forwards need the need the reset. They need the break because they're key. I think everyone else in terms of, you know, being um, narrow, putting pressure on the ball, all that kind of stuff I think comes naturally to all the other players and I think it's less intensive than doing all that and being the blitz being the being the weaponry and so I think you know Mane Salah obviously Roberto we've seen him in Marbella early um, doing extra fitness work (coughs) to try and get ready for that final um, I think Andy Robbo needs it as well but yeah, I think Virgil the, the, does the, the full backs as well yeah just in, in a general sense but we were speaking about which games Pochettino would be watching and again from that um, piece I did Tottenham focused a lot on their own games against opponents so against Manchester City they went and looked at their previous games against them what worked what didn't work where they got 
um, caught out in terms of uh, tactically surprised or and I think they'll do that they'll obviously you obviously look at other clips of where teams you know sort of punished um, how they conceded how you've conceded goals they'll look at that especially in, in against the bigger opposition but it will primarily be on the games the teams have, have played each other and the fullbacks I think Pochettino will be massively massively focused on reining in Trent and Robbo because that's the last game that that was what he changed Mm. to stop those two playing did he went did he go from three to four didn't he he went to a four four two and that's that's he played Daniel Olsho as a left wing second half left wing back but he wasn't he was like a left midfielder I think yeah yeah Danny Rose suddenly pushed right up and tried to push Trent back and tried to give Trent massive problems. That was that Which was his solution. For half an hour, but then we won. Yeah, I thought it was a little overstated how Tottenham had forced their way back because we over, we had to overcommit a bit, and I think that made us look a bit more ragged because we were gam- Klopp gambled in that game in a way he wouldn't have done th- two or three months earlier. He knew it was a shit. And he wasn't doing enough in a cup final that one. No, one. no, need to. No. Um, just on the the Klopp Pochettino stuff, Paul, um, you were. Just saying there that, that you know we can do this. That this Pochettino, Pochettino is really, really good. The fact of the matter is, Klopp's I think probably had the best season of his life um, in terms of what he's got out of his players. He will, it, it's not necessarily got the silverware on it yet, but he's probably never done his job better, both in terms of the long term planning, the long term management, and also at times game by game. You know, sometimes I, you can go mad on subs. Sometimes you make subs and they're just lucky. Sometimes you can make subs and they're just unlucky. Um, Milner at Fulham managed to, as an example, managed to be both. He's there to score the winning penalty and to be integral that last ten minutes. The he actually miscues that sets up them going at one-one. So you can, you know, you could, you can, yeah. you can do that either way. But it is worth saying that we've changed it well. We've changed it well in this last sort of six to ten weeks. We've been the best versions of ourselves. Whilst it is unmoored from the season, we've been the best versions of ourselves since Bayern Munich away. Yeah, I, I think this is a really interesting thing about Klopp. I think he's a victim of his own persona. Yeah. And he, and I think we've all, I think I think Liverpool fans as a, as a whole buy into this as well that he's just this big motivational ball of energy and he's great at lifting players. And it's I, I I at the end of every season I think the same thing. Football seasons are like a time vortex; they simultaneously feel like they've gone really quickly. But then when you start to try and think back to the start of the season, it feels like years ago. And you think about the whole Buvach thing that that's been forgotten now. Mm. But for a long period of this season, there was the debates of we've lost the brain or whatever he was called. Was he called the brain? Yeah. 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 Which is a name that Klopp gave him. Like that was it wasn't the football community saying, oh, by the way, Buvach is the brain behind this operation. That's part of Klopp going doing the um, we're one big team and yeah. I need all these lads and they're great and isn't he fantastic? And there was a long period of time where Liverpool's fans were saying, see, this is what happens, referring referencing Ayastaran and what that happened with Rafa. And we ended up with 97 points and we're in the Champions League final again because actually that lad wasn't as important to Klopp's setup as he told everyone he was. Because at the end of the day, Jurgen Klopp is, is an incredible elite football manager and the tactics and the brains are him. And yes, he does this other stuff as well and he has this team around him that helps him with all of this. But he doesn't get to be where he is in the world of football by just being some motivational character. I, I think... Go on. I was at the FWA Awards... Um, what is it now? A week ago or two weeks ago. And at the end of the night, there was actually a debate going on about managers and both Pochettino and Klopp were called motivators. And I absolutely lost my shit 
because if you do not take the time to go and speak to people who work intrinsically with those managers, if you do not have an understanding of the day-to-day, you cannot just label somebody something without going and doing your due diligence. On Klopp, I've written it before, and I've always, whenever I have the chance to write it, I do, because he is absolutely a victim of the fact that he's larger than life. He is effervescent he is funny he is emotional he's a football romantic and so people tend to just put him in that box Mm. Klopp organizes to the smallest smallest detail and you can go through and read you know the the pieces about from Hong Kong to Kiev how he dealt with the Coutinho situation which is you know a massive management issue all the way through to the piece I did um at the conclusion of the league season about all the margins Liverpool looked to gain, how they worked on set pieces, how he thought about going and getting this throw-in coach and why that was, how it's not just about let's go and get the best footballers, it's let's enhance our uh, physio team, let's, you know, go and... What's the latest... Mona, what's the latest in uh, nutritional edges? Let's go and do that. All these little details... He is massively into, and he never gets the credit for that. The Bouvat shout is a great one. It, it was a mental few months off Twitter where you were getting accused of being a shit journalist because you didn't want to ask Klopp why did he let Bouvat go because things are, are falling apart. And you don't ask a question because you speak to enough people to know it doesn't, there's no difference. It doesn't matter. It carries on because mm. nothing, the magic, and it's the same with Pochettino. These are collaborative managers and they're smart in that they get really good people around them who they trust, who are, you know, experts in their fields and they try and they get they empower them to have a say on things. Essentially, though, the final say and the magic and the ability to pull it all together comes from the very top, comes from Jürgen, comes from Pochettino and they are both tactically astute managers who are far more than their personalities. Just want to pull you in on this. The I, what, what, when you talk about coaching, coaching is a complicated thing. Uh, people act like it's straightforward, um, and we've moved well beyond now. Even the the idea that it's just telling players what to do. But I do wonder, Ben. We praise Pochettino because he's able to because he makes at times quite bold changes, and Klopp's mm. made bold changes. But what I think you've seen this season is a Liverpool side who Klopp has educated to sort things out for themselves. And that's where that's another advantage I think we have over this Tottenham side. I trust the brains of our operation through the spine of that team. Uh, Allison, Van Dijk, Henderson, Wijnaldum, Milner, Fabinho, Firmino, Mane to problem solve. Robertson. I trust that. Yeah, Rob. I trust. I trust them to problem solve. And that's the really. That's why it's interesting to me that if your players solve problems, and, and we've gone on a journey with this Liverpool side of not watching them problem solve, going right the way back to Rodgers' yeah, yeah. semi-final yeah. when he makes four formation changes in a half because these lads on the pitch, he just doesn't feel they're capable of it. I think that's that's an extreme version, but I think that the Klopp, that's where Klopp now is. He hasn't just coached them, he's educated them. That's what I think. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. And I think, I think looking at the game now, I think treating this as a one-off, I agree. I think you've got a set of players who... You know, you'd back all of them. You'd back Virgil to try and sort something out. You'd, you know, you'd back your centre mids to be able to say, "Well, you push there, you pull in here for me for five minutes. You go there." I think 
the difference between this is you don't get 97 points in the league and not have lads on the pitch who can problem solve for themselves and yet the manager's made some great substitutes uh, substitutions he's brought some he's, he's impacted games in that manner but you but you still have got a, a, a group that are able to make decisions to find the way through 10 minute spells and matches you know just a few examples. You think about Trent's corner against well, yeah. Barcelona. You think about um, Virgil Jeez. van Dijk with telling Shakiri to take the free kick instead of uh, Trent. There's loads of things that he's come that Jurgen has come out with afterwards this it's season and said it was the boys. It, it wasn't it's us. the players. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm happy they took that even decision. Even Allison refusing to go up for the corner. Yeah, at Barca. It's it's stuff like yeah. that. It's also it's also uh, the ability to just take the sting out of a game for five minutes Kite had done it the other week against someone um, we were all getting carried away and Kite kept the ball for five minutes and he, he you know he's, he's, he's going to be a miss which out of nowhere it didn't look like he was going to play and then you know he's probably going to be a miss but he, but he, he just kept the ball said right I'm just keeping this ball for a minute and just we just popped it about we'd done it the other week um, was that Chelsea? I think it was yeah but we've done it a f- I think one of the criticisms and I think one of the reasons why you know, managers maybe review who they work with, who's in that sort of in a group, why they've stopped listening to someone, why they need a new set of ideas and a new mindset and a new coach. Ferguson was magic, Harry, bringing in new coaches with new ideas, new yeah. people, so that the players, A, didn't get bored, but also B, learnt. And I think there has been a big difference in between how Liverpool manage games this season and that's part and parcel of the characters you've got on the pitch who are frankly bigger characters you look at this Champions League final group as opposed to the last Champions League final group there's a lot of decisions to be made still around who's going to start I think there's, there's decisions in midfield whereas last year it was like that's our team and if anyone gets injured we're fucked and we've got a fella in goal who you know is a liability possibly but we're just going to have to see how we get on this season you look at well you've got a keeper who is one of the best in the world, if not the best. You've got one of the best centre-halves in the world. You've got Matip, who's come out of nowhere. I thought when you were saying you've got one of the best centre-halves in the world, you are talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, I was. <laughs> um, but, but then you've got this midfield group. You've got Genie, who's, who's probably been the most consistent over the course of a year. Not guaranteed to start, because you've got Henderson now playing in that position. You've got Fabinho going here. You've got so many options and so many ways of, of finding your way to get the result you want that you'd fancy just to problem solve on the pitch. And I also think the other thing to think about, we've mentioned, you know, being worried about Pochettino. Um, he's brilliant at making changes. It, what you shouldn't forget is that he does, he does fuck about with his formation a lot. The reason they had to win by three goals in the second half against Ajax is they got battered at home because he set up with a mad, a mad formation and he absolutely played into their hands and he made at them because of what the way he set up. And they, he, should, they should have won the whole time. They should have won half. the whole tie there and then. So you also need to counter that, you know, saying he's a brilliant manager by saying now and again he does cause them issues by what he set them up at. So there's question marks over how they're going to set up. Are they going to try and stop us? Are they going to try and... Just put, put, come back to you on that. The three weeks, this is where I think it's interesting. I think that this is... I think managers can get into their own heads. I think, for instance, if you look at Benitez in his two finals, I don't think he picks the right team starting eleven in either of them, uh, in either of his Champions League finals. And I think he's, the, you know, the the one of the greatest tacticians the game's ever seen. But I think mm-hmm. he gets. But you end up with this long period of time. You can think yourself in and out of things. I think. I think almost having a clarity about what it is you're going to do could be better for you. That's where I do think the gap could work against Spurs, along with the Kane thing. I agree. I agree because you know Rafa in that first final picks the wrong, doesn't pick a man. Ludicrous 
Then, then the, the, the plans go mentally, you know, really badly wrong. We're getting battered. Someone goes off injured. He still doesn't pick a man. And you're like, lads, <laughs> fucking hell, give it a rest. And, I, and I, I do agree with that. I think, you know, does he trust his players enough to just say, right, here's our best side, go and play? Or does he think this Liverpool team's pretty fucking formidable, by the way? Uh, I'm going to need to help my team to come up with some master plan to overcome this because if we don't, chances are it's going to play out this way and they're going to win. There is that question mark, he might do something wacky and it might work for them, but they might get run over. I, th- I think he knows it's close enough that he, he's got it. He's got to be second-guessing Pochettino. Pochettino's got those those two ways he goes with the three at the back or how he goes second half. And Klopp's got to prepare. He knows he was caught. We were caught out to a degree by the formation switch, and I think that's what they'll be working on. Impose your game first and foremost, but if something changes, impose your game in a different way. And I think that's it. that's going to be a key There's part of preparation. Yeah, I think, you know, the point we're making about players being able to problem-solve is a massive one because there's only so much preparation you can do and actually you cannot prepare for the exact eventuality of when the game is unfolding it's not unfolding the way you prepared for it it's unfolding by its own mm. you know terms and that's what managers always talk about half time and both both of them Pochettino and and Klopp are massive massive get in at half time and distill your messages and change what you need to change immediately because that's your chance mm. Because you have no idea, you can, you know, you can th- predict what you, what you think may happen, but it rarely ever works out that it goes as you designed it to. And halftime gives you the opportunity to now, okay, that's happened. And in order to change, this is what you need to do. So having players on the pitch who can actually sort situations out for themselves is very, very important when your preparation is not tallying with what, what, with what the reality is. I, I think... Liverpool are if you if you're talking about just pure terms, Liverpool are a better balanced team, a better unit, more about them in in sort of every respect, uh, whether that be physicality, whether that be speed, whether that be talent, like just you know raw talent. Um, but we all know that's. Not really how football works. I, I just think Liverpool will be quite assured. I don't think they'll be much overthinking or... They know what got them 97 points. They know how they've reached back-to-back Champions League finals. It's happened in, in a different sort of way, mm-hmm. but still with the same underlying elements. And I think that's how they continue. Whereas Tottenham have to be a lot better than they have been which probably does mean a lot more in terms of coaching and thinking about it tactically and you know pouring over details um Tottenham have had a lot of as we just hinted at having to right wrongs so their triumph over Ajax is because they fucked up Liverpool's triumph over Barcelona isn't because Liverpool fucked up Liverpool got unlucky in that first leg I think that's the key from like you mentioned here what games are they be looking at and we've got PSG away and them early Champions League group games, you know, you look at them now, they're, they're like a different side almost because you look at the last two away performances in Europe by Liverpool being the two best away performances for fucking 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. the Barcelona we got beat 3-0. That was, you know, that was ridiculous. That was the best we've played. That was as good as we've played in years. And it seems ridiculous saying that we got beat 3-0, but we were brilliant that night. And buying away, you know, that was, a, that was an assured 
controlled performance, European performance. It was it was everything you want in a European away, scoring goals at right times, controlling the crowd, you know, controlling the tempo, and that you know at the point at which you're fearing oh you know it might, go, it might not go away they're the ones you hang your head on them two performances I think you look at them performances and think right we're going to be alright here because we can manage this game in this manner also you talk about right and wrongs Tottenham got beat 13 times in the league could be 13 times it's mm-hmm. a lot of getting beaten that's a lot of not right and wrong <laughs> just throwing it out there yeah, yeah. something's gone wrong here and you've not righted it because you got beat 13 times I'll allow that 4 or 5 of them are a bit unfortunate but there's 7 or 8 times you deserve to get beat well, on, on top of that just on that point it's making me I'm laughing to myself listening because imagine that when it's like so here are the games we're going to model ourselves on to beat them imagine Pochettino sitting down with the Spurs team and showing them like Barcelona beating 3-0 away and sitting watching that game and at the end of them looking at each other going well, yeah. so if we get you, a free kick 35 so our, yards out so our plan is to just be dead lucky hope they miss loads of chances and have Messi playing for us yeah. I, that's not a plan boss like because it's exactly that isn't it We're, yeah go back to PSG if you want go back to Napoli that's a long time ago now you look at it's, our team recently yeah the first half of the season I think we all it, it's been a little bit um, glazed over as Fabinho's settling in period Naby settling in period Naby also missing through injury and Liverpool um, getting used to the new Liverpool, the more you know, composed, assured, less blitzy Liverpool. Whereas you, also you, focusing energies on the league campaign. Yeah, mm. you you can't. The, the, the contrast is is too deep to try and draw any conclusions from that uh, from that earlier period in the Champions League. I think when you're looking at Liverpool now as an opposition manager, it's quite difficult because. Liverpool don't actually have weaknesses bar Liverpool can be if if Liverpool aren't clinical it's a Liverpool issue you've not made Liverpool not be clinical which is you you think about that Barca uh, the first leg that was the issue Liverpool just didn't take their chances and as an opposition manager you cannot make them not take their chances. City away is another example, actually. It's probably not that dissimilar again to the Barca game, where we just don't take our chances. Where at key moments, we're unlucky with our chances. Mane hitting the post and the one that's 11 millimetres. First half against Bayern at home, which was yeah. massively glossed over in that it became this Bayern Munich defensive masterclass. When I actually watched the first half back before the second leg, I was a bit like, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. We've opened these up a lot here. Yeah. And second half, but it becomes a different game because Liverpool actually prioritise last 20 minutes not conceding over the idea of scoring. Liverpool very much want to get out with just the nil. And I think that was the thing that was missed about that. And a lot of the sort of the the, the, the discourse around it was the nil. Now listen, we were going to talk about the ticketing, but we're not because we're short of time. Um, because the fucking is not. And well, there's that as well. Yeah, not, every, there's hard lines being had all over the place. Breaking, yeah, none. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still no tickets. Um, yeah, there's a haunted looking Gutman's eye. Uh, it's not going anywhere um, it's not going to Madrid at this rate yep um, it's all all of this does make I mean we can have a chat about allocations rightly so um, we can also have a chat about there being no easy answers rightly so we can have a chat about it not being easy being Liverpool rightly so the thing that actually pisses me off at the minute is that it is in the second biggest stadium in Madrid like it's not in the biggest <sighs> stadium in Madrid they picked the second biggest stadium in Madrid um, yeah, who's going to want to go to a Champions League final they thought as they planned it why would you need to maximise for that kind of event the biggest one in world football in world sport there we are um, that would Football goes on. Uh, you're about to do a gutter, aren't you, Rob? I am, Neil. What's on it? We're transferring some tickets. <laughs> we're looking over the head of the European Cup final. Exchanging one season. of his sons for tickets. <laughs> <sighs> 
Do you want me? Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm thinking about tickets now. <laughs> Where am I get tickets? Um, yeah, they got the show. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about because we don't know whether they've got a lot to talk about. It seems mad trying to improve this team, but we're, going to, we're actually going to dig deep and see if we can try and improve this team in the gutter show. And I have got some concrete-ish links, I think. Mel, can you help me out here? No. Uh, no Mel's not <laughs> Giving you fuck all. Um, oh, Mel. Shutting you down straight away. Uh, that is to come. You can get there if you pay £5 a month. Um, along with the Jamie Carragher thing, over half an hour of that, I think it is coming out tomorrow. Uh, really, really good. John enjoyed himself massively, as hopefully did Jamie. So thank you very much to him. Thanks again if you did vote for us in the podcast awards. And thanks very much to our partners, Reds Bet. Very pleased to partner with them in 2019. Um, hopefully this is this has made you feel good about the enterprise. Liverpool are going to Madrid. Uh, and Liverpool have the opportunity to win the most important of the European Cups, which would be the sixth one. Sports Social Podcast Network.